0: RPG Lessons Learned. When the game is over, when your players are gone, that's when lessons are learned. We are at RPG LL Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, LL Podcast at gmail.com, and check us out online at rpglessonslearned.com. Welcome to RPG Lessons Learned, the show where you can learn from our mistakes. With me as usual is Brian. Hello, Dustinian. <laughs> and Mike. Hey Dusty. So today we'll be talking about another game, the fourth session in our East Texas University campaign, uh, Red Necromancer is the one <laughs> sheet that I ran for the for for this session. Uh and actually guys, we just ran that yesterday.
1: I know, it's like fresh.
0: It's it's completely fresh. Brian has no excuse not to remember stuff.
1: I <laughs> I the only thing I don't remember was the thing I was not there for. Okay,
0: fair enough. Um Episode
1: 53,
0: guys. Woo, new fiscal year. Let's just take a moment. Yeah, new fiscal year. This is the actual anniversary of our show. Yep. Yeah. So last time was fiscal year, and this is the actual anniversary of RPGLL. And as we said last episode, we are starting this year as we mean to go on, which is with an excellent recap and uh, some lessons learned. Shall we jump right in?
1: Sure. Yeah. Do we have any like new strategy or anything that we need to work on, or do we have like uh, an executive offsite that we have to... <laughs> <laughs> I
0: think we did that a few, not that long ago. We did the forward-looking um, metasode.
1: Oh yeah, that works. Yep.
0: And we need to re-listen to the metasode because there's some things that ideas that we wanted to do that we haven't done because work has been insane we for have, all of us.
1: Do we need to like uh, like sw- switch around people on the board? No, I think the board's
0: good. Okay, and I think we're aligned to our strategy heading into the new fiscal year. It's just a matter of execution.
1: Okay. Well, it's always a matter of execution. It's always
0: it? a matter of execution. I
1: do
2: like the idea of a company offsite, though. I think that'd be good for morale. Yeah, I, th- I think so as well.
0: All right. Sounds good. I re- <laughs> How about a seafood restaurant? Okay. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> so, let's talk about Red Necromancer. Um, ordinarily, at this point in the show, I ask for numeric rankings, but we actually did that immediately following play, so I already know that Mike rated this uh, this the session... A nine and Brian rated it an eight so real quick guys Mike why the nine
2: it was a really solid fun fast-paced game Um, I I think I remember at the uh, before we even really started the game I kind of talked about you know that something we should keep in mind is something we've been talking about as a theory on our show of or not a theory but a, a theme on our show of how action should have consequences and um At first, I was really, really worried the direction we were going in the game, and I want to get into it yet because I know this is something we'll talk about in depth, Uh, but the direction we were going into in the game was going to have severe consequences, but then we got lucky, and everything turned out all right. So I think that combination of fast, fun, luck, that made a really fantastic game.
0: Brian, how about your eight? What's the elevator pitch behind your rating of an eight?
1: Well, first let me explain my rating. I don't think I ever have. I'm I can't conceivably ever see myself giving anything a 10. So an 8 is effectively a 9. It was a lot of fun for the reasons Mike uh, articulated and I tried to play it again in character and I tried to be as in character as possible. And I I loved I love the RPing part of the game. And it's a good chance to uh, I don't know, flex a mental muscle. Um Pretending to be somebody different, where typically a lot of times, uh, if I fail to RP, I'm just going through the mechanics of the system. And I f- think I kind of hate the mechanics of the system. So oh. <laughs> that's, that's a fair assessment. <laughs> All
0: right, fair enough. So, we also asked for Nathan and Chris's ratings. And at last, last show, actually, not last show, last time we talked about East Texas University, we talked about how we had a real issue engaging Nathan and Chris, but... I think we engaged them really well this time. I I did a couple things that we'll talk about, but actually um, Nathan and Chris rated the game an 8 and a 9 respectively. So they also had a a pretty darn good session. So overall success. Fun side note, Nathan and I had our first side conversation that didn't include you guys.
2: It was weird. I didn't like it.
0: (laughs) So an ongoing theme of us including Nathan in our games is that, you know, we've all known each other for years. We've been friends for years. And then Nathan is the new guy. And he's been the new guy now for over a year, <laughs> yeah. um, so we should probably stop referring to him as the new guy. But we routinely have conversations in front of Nathan that Nathan has no idea what we're talking about. Well, Nathan and I did that last night, or yesterday, I should say, with uh, with the guys. That was funny. Um, I, knew, I
1: knew what you guys were talking about.
0: Okay, fair enough.
1: Brian audio. didn't want to
2: ruin
0: it. Brian was in on the joke. Yeah. All right, let's talk audio. I got my new laptop. What did you get? Dude, you got a Dell? Dude, I got a Dell. I got an Inspiron. I can't even remember the the model number. Uh, 7,000 gaming. Yeah, 7,000 series, 5777 or something. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Um, It's a really nice laptop for a a very economical price. I was very happy with the price, but a much more powerful computer than I've had, certainly in years. And uh, the new laptop made a huge difference. I could actually run um, Discord, which we'll get into. But also, I used the, the good, Brian corrected me, not great, not excellent, but good microphone that he gifted me um, with that setup. So I think my audio was much better than it has been in a long time, and, and my game experience was actually, everyone sounded great to me, the, the videos were not glitchy, um, it, was, it was a great experience uh, for me. So ha- audio for you guys, how was audio?
2: Um, I agree. It was great as well. I also used the new microphone that Brian gifted me and I, I will say it's a nice microphone. I, I like it very much. Um, I felt it improved my audio quality. You sounded great. Thank you. Um, everybody else's audio quality sounded great. It was awesome that, w- was, you know, Dusty wasn't freezing and crashing. Was the burden there? Uh, no, the, the birds have been in Liz's office, but I think with the arm and pointing it to the other side and the pop filter, it, it, it
1: it's the super cardioid pattern.
2: Yeah. I, I think it really excluded the bird. Cause I, I meant to ask if anyone had noticed that nope. cause the bird was tweeting somewhere. We I didn't not notice the bird at all. Okay. Good. I,
0: I maybe heard the bird while you were talking. Okay. I didn't. I assume that you were pushed to talk, Mike.
2: I was pushed to talk, but even still sometimes if he's squawking while I'm talking, I mean, push mm. to talk doesn't silence the bird. I wish it would.
1: Can we talk about push to talk right now? Please, go I for it. I hate it. I know you what? hate it. I hate. He it. He keeps forgetting to push to talk. I keep. For- I'm on the computer talking so much that I'm just having a conversation with myself. And I'm like, why aren't you guys answering me? And, why-? and I'm like, oh god, then you guys have already moved on. And it happened
0: several times where you broke in and said, "I, I hate was, push I was to talk." This whole time, I forgot I had to push.
1: Yeah, so um, I'm not a I'm not a big fan. So two episodes ago, I think it was two episodes ago. Yep. When we were planning this game, of course the game's been pushed back several times. Yep. Um, I was challenged to run this game on my tablet.
0: Yeah, I listened to that today, and we totally forgot. And that. we totally forgot. It.
1: But now I don't think I could not with push to talk. Yeah, that could be. Well, that could be challenging.
0: Chris wasn't push to talk.
2: He he switched up. He did switch up to push to talk. You could sometimes see his finger. Dipping down onto the, I don't know if he was full push to talk, but he might have been muting unmuting. Yeah. So,
0: um, I don't think everyone needs to be push to talk. Yeah, I really don't think so. Number one, I was great with push to talk. I mean, it was it became very instinctive for me very quickly to reach over and hit the control button.
1: Yep. To talk. Is that the button you used? Yes. It is. My problem is, I think I used the space button.
2: I use the mouse button. I use my mouse. The center mouse.
1: Center the mouse. Center, like the mouse will. Yep. I should have done that.
2: So I'm gonna say, Brian. I think that you here in RFC Studios. I think you have an isolated enough environment. Max. That,
1: uh Max. Max isn't that bad though. Uh, when I'm recording a podcast, he's certainly bad. Is he?
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe we give it a try next time. Maybe, maybe, maybe we we let you be free of
1: the push to talk. But then if I'm eating, it'll be disgusting.
2: Oh well, yeah, if you're eating, that can well,
1: mic. you can yeah just mute. Yeah, you can still mute. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, so so That's maybe push to untalk. Yeah, <laughs> maybe next time you try and get off push to talk. Okay, because you've got a pretty good environment here. You don't have a lot of background noise, a lot of ex- unexpected interruptions. Yeah, true. It's for soon, now,
0: yeah. And my wife walked in at one point, and I was, I, it was great to be able to just speak to her freely, um knowing that you guys didn't have to hear that conversation. Yeah. So I really like push to talk. I think it's a personal thing. Having the option is nice. Having the setup is nice is it me or does discord just sound better than skype it oh it's so skype. much
2: better than skype yeah the,
0: the sound is so so we mentioned it you know on the last east texas university episode that discord is more of a resource log it must be sending like better quality mp3 files well, or, or whatever back and so, forth here, because so
1: so a couple things skype does skype um lowers the fidelity of your voice and compresses plus, and compresses and for those of you who don't know what compress means in audio terms, it doesn't mean make a smaller file. It means maximize the uh, the the volume the, that you basically have. So it's like uh, when you're watching uh, TV and a local ad comes on for a for a car dealership, and it's way louder than what you heard on TV. Like the 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 quiet parts and the loud parts have been expanded to to maximize like the dynamic range so everything is about the same loudness. It makes everything sound like it's blaring. And like Dusty said, it's also using a lower bit rate and honestly probably a lower sample rate as well. It's just a really unnatural sound. Yeah, uh, uh, Skype audio sucks and I, I basically <laughs> live on it. Uh, I just, Discord doesn't work for me. Uh, there are actually services that sound way better than Discord. Yeah, I've been using a... Uh, an application called Cast uh, for podcasts. Uh, and man, it is super high fidelity audio. It sounds phenomenal. Really? Yeah. Is that something we might want to explore? No. Okay. <laughs> There's no video. It's just audio. It's just audio and you, it's limited to four people.
0: Ah, uh, mm-hmm.
1: okay. I really like the video.
2: Yeah. yeah. The video is a really good quality and it doesn't wane in and out like Skype does, right? So Skype, you get that. You get that lag, and everybody goes all fuzzy for a few minutes, and we all sound like robots from time to time. I don't, I don't get get that with Discord, and I think that makes a big difference.
0: So we are also, well, yeah, you recorded that session, Brian, but yeah. but as we said before, actual plays are kind of not our thing, so we're not going to release that recording since we don't record. I'd still like to do the challenge, the challenge of of the going split screen on a tablet and trying to do roll twenty and Discord on a tablet at the same time. I'd still like to do that next game if you're up for it. Okay. But this game, I was so pumped with the new laptop and the new microphone, and I think we had plenty of change to manage this last game. So so we, we didn't have too much to talk about. So it's, it's kind of perfect. Let's talk about uh, the rule set. So Savage Worlds. We have been, you know, no secret, uh, struggling with the Savage Worlds rules. We talked last time about how it's different but not different enough to really stick for us to wrap our minds around it. But there are some things that we did a better job of. We did a better job on trait rolls.
2: We did. I think we've gotten a little smoother with that, with the exception of still not knowing how to do damage on unarmed.
0: Well, trait rolls and damage, yeah, we did a bad job on damage. Yeah, yeah. So you wanna talk- Sorry. No, no, (laughs) I, I screwed up damage someone asked me what's unarmed damage and i was like uh, i think it's a d4 cuz i think there's a feat to raise it to a d6 or not not a feat an edge an edge to raise it to a d6 but i was just completely
1: wrong yeah i'm a martial artist so i'm not
0: the way damage actually works unarmed is it's your strength yeah so that, and that's a lot higher that could be a d8 or a d10 instead of a d4 so i was just
2: wrong <laughs> it happens and
0: it impacted combat so uh we fixed it yeah we fixed it we figured it out Here's the bigger issue: we don't use bennies.
1: Yeah, we never yeah. used the bennies. We haven't had to, right? I no, mean, or really. or we because we don't really know how to do it, or we don't know how to do it. We don't know when to say, "Hey, let's use a penny because it might it, it probably would behoove us if we knew what to do.
0: It wouldn't have really helped because you didn't you didn't need to soak any damage because yeah. you short circuited. So I intended. Okay, we're going to get into the spoilers for Red Necromancer so if you think you'd like your gm to run the one sheet of red necromancer which is really fun you should stop listening right now if you're still with me um i plan to have like 12 zombies come down on you guys that was the whole point of this session Oh god i'm sorry was to have 12 (laughs) zombies come down on you guys and you were gonna need to soak some damage by god whoops and uh you guys totally short-circuited that but in the best way possible
1: you told us that we would have combat the next game. Yes. And we I did. I have forgotten about did. that. We did have combat. I it's, forgot. Wow. It just, you know, my character happens to be a very skilled unarmed fighter. So uh, it wasn't much of combat.
2: And my character is very forward thinking, oh, this is the obvious occult thing. Let me take possession of that. Which so, I hope backfires against me one day. Because that's eh. like the third time we've done that now. Where it's just like, yoink, I've got the evil thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, That's a good thought actually <laughs> <laughs> the moment when your player says something and you're like yeah i should steal that yeah um in all seriousness though we just didn't use bennies um we, we keep i want to keep trying to master that. we got four sessions left so we're four in with four to go we're exactly
1: halfway through what if one of one of us fails a year or <laughs> we, we get held we, back we, yeah i guess you can't get yeah. what if it takes us longer to graduate the, then, dean, the dean puts us on,
2: like, double secret probation.
1: Oh, I love that. That could be a way to extend
0: the game. Yep. Or if, if you guys are feeling it, we could go to grad school. Grad
2: school. Yep.
1: Yep. Wow. <laughs> wow, I love this. Dr. Alex T. Morrow. I don't see him being a doctor. I could see him getting his MBA. Mm, yeah,
0: Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. What do you call an MBA. MBA. Yeah, you,
2: you M- Mister, up. Mister,
0: <laughs> or or Ms. or Ms. Yeah, or whatever, yeah. or whatever's appropriate. Not Doctor or Master. Not Doctor is the point. Not Doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. In um, all seriousness, uh, so rule set is still mixed, right? Better at trait rolls. Completely screwed up damage, and I just didn't use Benny's at all. So we're still not playing the system to its full benefit. Um, I'm gonna wait until the last session, session eight. Before I really rule how I feel about Savage Worlds, I am struggling with it. I am struggling to to learn it and 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 glom it, and I don't know why. I haven't figured out why, other than it's just, it's just not different enough.
2: You know, I think uh, I think one thing we may be missing too, and again, it might have been for how 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 we avoided the primary combat in this but i don't think we've had a combat encounter yet where we've really encountered more than just a couple of enemies at one time right it
1: it was supposed to work out in this game right for this one it was
2: but but so so if we had actually entered into combat with with these zombies would you have done the whole like card system
1: so or we've we've talked around it do we need to before we go any further do we need to actually say what happened
0: i don't think so because i want to get in i, I want to get into the actual session now. okay okay and i, I want to actually lead so so we talked about audio we talked about savage worlds let's spend just a minute on the character interviews so mike something else that i didn't do that we talked about in the last etu episode i talked about having a table of like random crap that happens to college kids yep and rolling that, and I didn't do that, and that was on purpose actually. Okay. I I didn't want to do the whole thing because it feels like the academics roll and all that. I, I just didn't want to do that. It, it didn't feel natural. Yeah. And I had done a bad job of engaging Chris and Nathan, so I decided just to pick one random thing each. Yep. And interview those two guys about their random thing each. So I, I asked Nathan about. I, well, I told Nathan. I said, Nathan, you have a new love interest. You know, or your character, Bob, has a new love interest. Tell us, you know, what's going on with that? And, and I opened it up for him to kind of make that up, and
1: and, and he did. Yep. But that was the one thing that uh, I did, didn't catch. So I know we talked about doing, like, a complications table or something in the last game. And when I joined, I joined a few minutes late. Um, you had told Nathan that he had a girlfriend. And I wasn't certain if that was something that you'd pulled off the complications table or, or just pulled from the air. So, okay. Pulled from the air. Okay. Pulled from
0: the air. Um. Based on, based on some things that he said last game and based on just trying to get him and Chris more into the game, I, I really wanted to take our feedback from last time that things should change between sessions. Yep. Because, dude, like a whole semester yeah. passes
1: between yeah. sessions. Yeah. So, so what? So, it, it sounds like Nathan got the girlfriend, but did Chris get a complication or did Chris.
0: Yeah, he had an article written about him in the school paper. And I asked oh, him, Oh, that's what I that said, was. I said, tell me about that article. And he went into depth about what was in the article. That was just a device to to get those two engage with their characters before we started playing. Because the last session that we played yeah. turned into the Brian and Mike show. Yep. And I really wanted to balance that. Yeah.
2: You know what I think also worked really, really well this time in getting us engaged? I think you you came right out of the gate with us with a hook, right? You had Maggie point to the guy on TV and be like, that amulet is exuding evil. And then normally what you do is... Tell me why you need to go to the, to the to the trailer park or wherever it is. Tell me why you would think your character would go to the objective. And I think what you did differently this time was you said, would any of you not have a reason to go to the objective? And I, I think that made a big difference. So then rather than having everybody to think up a, a motivation for this character, we we, we we had a chance to object to a demotivation if we wanted the opportunity to object. So I think that actually moved it along a lot quicker.
0: So yeah, you've been asked by an NPC to to accompany them to this place. Yep. Why wouldn't you go? Exactly. And yeah. I think
2: that worked out really well.
0: And then and then I don't think there were any objections, but if there were, I was going to deal with them. Yep. Wait, so
1: Mac- Maggie didn't go with us. No, 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 she didn't. No, it was it was, it was
0: it was so the reason I told Nathan that, that he had a, a a relationship is I wanted to use that 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 person his girlfriend to have the the grandmother who was in the trailer park. So I was introducing that NPC to give him a reason to care and and to give you all someone to accompany you. Yep. So we talked about the call to action. I got you to the trailer park. That worked. Uh-huh. Now let's talk about, now, Brian, let's talk about the, the, the rails. And uh, what rails?
1: Yeah. yeah. Hey. The, <laughs> yeah. I,
0: I, I got you to the trailer park on rails. Um, you knew the amulet around the guy's neck was evil because I, I had Maggie um, point that out and then nathan starts off with uh
2: what what if we just expletive this guy up
0: <laughs> yeah i, I and then that was that was a funny moment for me so i'm that I'm, you know they're in front of jimmy who's running the trailer park and uh so so the plot the, the plot of the one sheet is that this guy is running this trailer park um of, of, it's a retirement community slash trailer park and as the residents die he uh Turns them into zombies and continues collecting their social their social security checks and he also uses the zombies to like keep the park clean you know basically is like you know slave labor so in a world where necromancy exists i could see a redneck necromancer hence the name of the uh adventure of the one sheet completely doing this it, it, it kind of makes it makes a, l- a little bit of sense it's kind of a
1: fun makes a lot of sense it makes a lot of sense yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so nathan nathan said that when it comes to let's mess the guy up but the thing is we say that a lot but we never really do it so
2: i think i think you and i a lot of times act as a a, a rationalizing force yes. and a guiding force and i think this time so this is the conversation that literally happened in my head was as soon as he said that i was like oh well yeah that would be fun, but we should play it right cuz we don't want our yes, characters to get in me trouble too. and we don't want to get in trouble with the police and so we should take a bunch of time to needle this guy and make him admit to guilt. And- Th-
1: then with my character I thought what would be great is if you know he did this and then I just scooted. You know, I I would I you know my character thought I was going to think that was funny and then I as he actually attacked it occurred to me, you know, we're sophomores now we've been doing this we know that you know there's magic is real there's demons or ghosts and there's goblins um we're pretty confident that you know maggie pointed out that's the thing why not what 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 would really stop us from doing this and the answer is nothing nothing
2: that that was the exact same thought that went in my head and and i think also for my character he remembered his encounter with the police from the last adventure where they were very laissez-faire and ready to write things off and ignore the paranormal so my character was prepared to start exploiting that as well
0: i'm gonna go on a tangent for a second okay my favorite episode of the dungeons and dragons cartoon (laughs) i know which one it is Is the dragon's graveyard (laughs) yes and i love episodes of shows where the characters seem to acknowledge the meta plot that unfolds in every show and the characters themselves are like no so in that episode, it starts off with Dungeon Master showing up and saying, "Ah, oh, adventurers, here's what I need you. And, and Bobby's just, not Bobby, what's the ranger's name? Hank. Hank, Hank. Hank yep. is just like, no, we need to kill Venger. He's causing a lot of problems for us. He foils us at every turn. You're going to tell us right now how to kill Venger. And Dungeon Master's like, what? <laughs> and the episode unfolds. Yep. And I love that. And as soon as Nathan said, why wouldn't I just mess this guy up right now? I was like, you know. Why wouldn't he? You've had three prior adventures, three prior sessions to learn this is basically the bad guy. That's basically the evil doohickey. Why wouldn't you just kick the crap out of him and take it?
2: Yep. I think the conversation we actually had metagame was this is why the supernatural doesn't work in real life because if existed, people wouldn't tolerate it. We would just obliterate it.
0: Or, Or we would completely industrialize it right <laughs> right and, and regulate it and put rules around it and leverage it to get crap done yeah like yeah. if necromancy was real you can't tell me that there wouldn't be some kind of laws passed about selling your remains to companies as as you know as a worker paid less than minimum wage that the payments delivered to your family after your death you can't tell me that wouldn't happen yeah that would absolutely it would happen. be regulated and it would be industrialized and that's why if magic were real, we would just use the crap out of it. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. electricity.
1: Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm actually going through my head right now. I, I think there would be certain countries that would opt out of that, and certain countries would maximize oh. it. Dude, there yeah. are religions that opt out of giving blood. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But if it were real
0: and practical, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, I, so when Nathan said that, as the GM, I kind of wanted you guys to do it. I didn't say anything. I tried to back off. And I just gave you this. I was like, if you want to do that, you can do that.
1: I was worried that we were going to disappoint you.
0: (laughs) No, I I was the opposite of disappointed. You guys taking the reins, every time you take the reins, Brian, you in particular are like, I was worried that we're getting away from your plot. No, F my plot. (laughs) Forget my plot. (laughs) This is a role-playing game and Nathan's perspective of, wait a minute, I've been down this road before and I'm not stupid. I'm just gonna do this, like in the horror movie. Don't run. Don't hide behind the door. Like, what are you doing? Just hit him. You know.
2: So, 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 I have to bring up the the cautionary tail point or the, the the caution at this point, right? The thing I'm worried about now that we found this new freedom is. What prevents our characters from becoming, becoming murder hobos, right? So if, if, if you're familiar with the world of RPG, there's a trope of murder hobos where your players just go completely off the rails 100%, and all they do is going around murdering, pillaging, stealing, unabated, knowing that there's no consequences for their action.
0: So I don't think I'm worried about that with you guys. Um, in the last episode, we talked about how awkward you felt cornering the Hula, antagonist yeah. who happened to be female. Yeah. And how awkward you felt playing these two football player guys cornering this chick.
2: Yet we're already discussing plans of burning her shop
0: down. Yeah, that's quickly where things went. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's quickly, quickly. Yeah. By the end of the session, it turned into, well, F it. At this point, we know Juli has been behind several, if not all four of these issues that this town has had. Why wouldn't we just burn down her, her, her her? what do you call a psychic shop? A psychic, psychic shop. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't we just burn down her palm reader center? <laughs> psychic
2: shop sounds so much
0: better. It does. <laughs> I was trying to make it better. Um, all right. Well, so boundaries. Boundaries is one reason. So, for example, Nathan is the one who said, what if I just mess this guy up, right? Yep. And as you guys started talking, started talking, you guys started trying to optimize that. You were in front of the guy. You didn't discuss violence ahead of time. Nathan says, what if I just mess this guy up? And all of a sudden it was like,
2: well, yeah. well,
0: Chris's character has this assassinate power, <laughs> even though he's a college kid, but whatever. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. though. I, I love Chris. He wants to play rogues, so so rogue it up, Chris. But uh, he wanted to assassinate, and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, here's what I'll let you do. Bob, first of all, there's no reason you guys would have discussed outside the trailer, jump in the sky. Yeah. If there was a reason why you could have done that, then then sure we'll we'll retcon it. But this is in the trailer, and this thought's just occurring to Bob. Yep. So you can do one of two things: Bob can verbally say, <laughs> "Let's just mess this guy up," and that that will warn the guy, or Bob can jump him. So Bob jumped him.
1: Yep. In my mind, because Metagamey, I knew it was happening. In my mind, he probably flashed us a look, like. And you know, like a grin, and then like a look, and and that's why my character was sort of like trying to high step it out. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, he just did it. Yeah. And- but those boundaries I said were okay. You want to do
0: this, Bob? You can do this, or you can do that. But no one else gets to optimize attack. Those. So I'm trying to get away from train rails and go for guard rails. Yep. I'm trying to. I mean, I want to keep you down a path, but I want to really widen. The space um, where I let you go back and forth between that path. Are they
1: white lines? Or are they bright lines? Or-
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, they are literally don't screw up other people's fun
1: guardrails. Sorry, business jargon. That yeah. was popular a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, fair enough.
2: So I've got a question for you. Had it not worked out that we had had triggered the zombies, so that they then came in and and conveniently took care of our crime for us, right? Had we not triggered that chain of events, where basically we wound up just walking away, leaving Bob tied up for someone to Jimmy, discover him. Jimmy, Jimmy tied up. Sorry, Jimmy. Bob had, is Nathan's character. Sorry, yeah. Had, had that chain of events not happened, what would have been the consequence for us?
0: Well, actually, consequences were going to be much worse for you, in my way. Uh Oh, okay. I was looking forward to you guys having to explain to the cops why you had murdered 12 old people in a retirement community. That's a good point that I was really looking forward to that. Now, in my head, as I've said before, the cops in Pine Box, Texas, and I've read a, a, there's an excellent short fiction and um, um, anthology of short stories on on Kindle, which is where I got it about Pine Box, Texas. And I've, I've read a bunch of them and a bunch of them center on the sheriff and his deputies. And how they're just trying to, they know Supernatural's out there, they don't talk about it, they don't acknowledge it, and they don't look too deep. So you would have been able to talk your way out of that, probably. Yeah. But I was so looking forward to, let me tell you why we killed these 12 old people.
1: But our solution of pretending that we left, and then coming back and finding them was just nice and neat.
0: Yeah, but yeah. I wanted you to feel bad that Jimmy had died.
1: I did for a minute. <laughs> I did not. (laughs) I did for a minute. You
0: left Jimmy tied up with zombies trying to get into the trailer, and these guys were like, okay, we're outside the gates, we wait. And I'm like, okay, you wait. Would you be willing to wait for 15 minutes? Because it's how long? Yeah, yeah, we'll wait 15 minutes. All right. 10 minutes in, you hear Jimmy's strangled screams. Five minutes later, you know, Maggie, the car with Maggie pulls up, and then then we went from there. But uh, you left Jimmy to die, and I wanted that to feel... Not great, but you guys did get over that pretty quick.
2: You know, as soon as we found out that he was stealing their social security checks and taking advantage of them, you know, all, all empathy yeah, that's went pretty out the window. That is pretty much the lowest thing you can do is it's up taking there. advantage of old people.
0: I, I'm, I'm okay with that, especially since we're, we're playing this as an 80s movie. Yeah. 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 And there were dead old people.
2: So if, if if we had broken the talisman earlier, would that have prevented his death? Would they have you know
0: popped out and then just died? I wasn't going to let you break it until Maggie dispelled it.
2: Gotcha. Okay.
0: And uh, what I was going to do is, as soon as you guys started needling him, well, I, th- I think I told you this at, at the session, but for those of it at home, I was going to have him role play with you and you, you get out of my trailer and all that. <laughs> and as soon as you went to leave, yeah. he was going to get on the PA system yeah. and tell all the zombies to attack you. Yep. And I was so looking forward to that. Whoops. But instead, you beat up Jimmy. And I tried to have Jimmy use his actions to get back to the PA microphone and get, and get his talisman to call for the attack but he just couldn't so know.
1: going back to a couple episodes ago when we were talking about the stanford prison guard experiment and how we're able to do terrible things to people under the right circumstances i got there yeah no absolutely. i literally beat the snot <laughs> out of jimmy and i felt no remorse for it none yeah, no i abused him i punched him I was just mean about it. Yeah, there was a, the, the whole scene
0: where you interrogated him by punching him in the in the, in the in the gut repeatedly.
1: Yeah, that's the first time I can
0: ever remember you guys torturing an NPC.
1: Yeah, yes, yeah, it really <laughs> yeah. is. But yeah. but I hated this guy.
0: Yeah, because why? Why? That's interesting. What what elicited such a strong two response. things? Two things. So one was it too real for you?
1: In a way, in a, a in bit. a way In a way, okay. So um, one I my character um which i played it off a little bit in in the game he grew up in a trailer park um and he he kind of resents the world that he came from there's a little bit of that with me as well you know um you know there's there's some resentment like especially like when it comes to like certain members of my family or people that i you know grew up with not you mike (laughs) that that I feel that you know, I'm confused on when you're talking about Brian <laughs> and when, and you're, when talking you're talking about there's, Alex. There's, yeah, it's it's, the, it's both. Well, <laughs> Brian. Okay, okay, it's both. So, I mean, I'm getting a little too close to home with that in the character, but I'm able to, I'm able to, uh, I'm able to role play it. So, um, one, I kind of resent the guy for being, you know, a terrible person. One, still kind of a redneck. Being a redneck's okay, but being a redneck and stealing like the social security checks, yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah.
0: So, was beating him up cathartic? Yes. Did it, did it help you work anything out?
1: No. It felt great, but it didn't work out anything specifically.
0: Okay. As you left the session, so I'll, I'll just tell you, I, I went downstairs with a huge grin on my face, and I told Susan, you know, this this is the best ETU session, Savage World session that we've oh, had far, so far. By far. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. So, I, I was just happy. I was happy for hours after we played because um, the session had unfolded so, so nicely, and you guys took the reins. And I gave you some guardrails, but but you know you took the reins and it was awesome and and such great fun.
1: So I was great. How were you immediately after the session? Um, I was Brian? I was good. I mean I would I usually because of the time we play, I'm a little tired when we're done. I I'm not going to say I was specifically energized, but I was also not tired. I actually we got the wife and I uh, left and went like out of town to do some shopping, and I just you know I felt good, but I. Emotionally, I left it all at the table. I don't think that I don't think that it uh, elevated my mood in any way, but it certainly I certainly didn't uh, I, I certainly didn't feel um, depressed or anything after I left. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I I teased something that you'll probably deal with in an upcoming session. I teased the the Girl Scout riding through the park and kind of seeing what was up, and the other Girl Scouts watching you from afar you know, with, with blank expressions and driving away as soon as you dispelled the locket or the amulet, was that just a weird, goofy, stupid aside or was no. it actually intriguing?
2: That scene was super effective. I thought it was very intriguing. I thought it was a great way to set up a a, a new unknown element into our adventure. We hadn't gotten to yet. It was is very well framed. It's very well played out. I'm a little nervous. I'm kind of nervous, too. There's a part of me that wonders if we play this right, if, if they may not be
1: allies. I'm just worried that we're going to revisit the dust game and do the exact same things that <laughs> happened before.
0: And Chris already joked about that.
1: Yeah. Yep. I mean, honest, yep. honestly, I thought we were getting there yesterday. I didn't realize that the old people were zombies. Yeah. I was a little worried about that, too. So I thought, are we going to kill old people here? Not, not, not realizing they were truly zombies. I was like, oh, God. That's why I wanted to beat it. A- if I had known there were zombies, I probably would have said, let's just has some fun, but I specifically wanted to exit yeah. because I thought that they were going to <laughs> yeah. recover once yeah. whatever spell was broken. That's I love that you were making
0: decisions based on in-game stuff. Yeah. I yeah. love that. I love that. And you know what? I have got to compliment Chris. So this game, as you said before, Brian, got pushed back several times. And unbeknownst to you guys, and he didn't hint at it a bit, before the last reschedule, we thought Chris was going to miss the game. Yeah. And I told Chris, I said, "I said, oh, man, it's going to be awesome. There's going to be a ton of combat. And I told him the plot of the game, not the whole plot. I didn't tell him about Jimmy or the amulet. I forgot about that. But I said, hey, Chris, you know, you, you guys are going to be going up against a trailer park full of zombies. <laughs> <laughs> so I had told him the plot, and he did not say a word wow. to oh, you that's guys. Awesome. Thank you, Chris. That's a good job, he Chris. Didn't, and I, I called him out for it today. Like, like I, he's, he, he walked up to me today at work. And he's like, hey, great game last night or yesterday. And I said, uh, hey, I've got to compliment you for not saying anything. And he's like, man, I had the most fun sitting back and watching it unfold, but then jumping in when my character would. So he knew what he was doing and he did not drop a spoiler. He did not, you know, jump in and use his knowledge. Chris played that perfectly. And I really appreciate that.
2: Yeah, that's very well done.
0: I, I am gifted with excellent players. All right. I think we've we've covered the session and all the goodness um let's talk about lessons learned so lessons learned on the audio you know if you're gonna play online just the barrier to entry for me to play not stream the game because we're not streaming it just for me to be able to understand the guys and them understand me and us to use discord i had to upgrade my laptop yep. now i went up spending twelve hundred dollars on a dell gaming laptop which is, which i still think's very reasonable I think price. It's a, great, it's a great laptop. Considering yeah. I haven't bought computer stuff in so long, and I've been saving up for it anyway, it was fine, and I, I happened to be ready to buy it. But it's it was kind of a barrier to entry that I didn't expect. I thought a really basic computer would handle Discord and Roll Twenty no problem.
2: Which is the crazy thing: a basic computer should be able to handle these programs, so, right? Well, so
1: yes, yeah, that's that weird. Wait, I I don't want to scare people off. So right. let's 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 sit back for a second. Do you remember the specs or the, like the processor family of your old? thing? Oh, my old
0: laptop is like almost ten years old, dude.
1: Oh yeah, then duh. But a yeah, counterpoint, I know, I know
0: duh.
2: A counterpoint that I think is actually a little more concerning is Chris's five-year-old iPad could not run Discord. I know it's a five. I know it's an iPad. I know it's five years old, but there's there's definitely some uh, just, some loss returns.
0: It's, it's basic there. communications, right?
1: right well, right. Uh, yeah. But there's like the planned obsolescence, though that things, especially in Apple, they throttle down their stuff.
0: Well, but they do that. I'm not. I'm not going to advocate for it entirely, but it, they sound like there's really good battery reasons why they do that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. They should give you they, they now or they will give you the choice as to how you how you address it. Do You accept poor battery performance or poor processor performance. Yeah. But, okay, but the thing is. So a 10-year-old desktop, I would should still be able to run Discord. Yeah. But a 10-year-old laptop, that's pretty old. Okay, so so
0: here's the lesson learned.
1: Test your setup.
0: Yes. Call some friends and test your setup because hardware is an issue for online games. Yep. Call some friends, call some family, you know, whatever. Test your setup. All right. Uh, That's the audio lesson learned. Any rules lesson learned on Savage Worlds? I mean, we're still kind of figuring out as we go along. I don't know that we had any big revelations that helped us figure it out other than... Oops, we messed up damage.
2: Yeah, I don't think we really learned anything new about the system this session.
0: We're still giving it a fair shake, though. we got four oh, yeah. sessions of Savage Worlds left. Yep. All right. Um, How about the interviews with, with, you know, the kind of the character interview way to start things off, where I, I just interviewed Nathan for a while about his new girlfriend, and then I interviewed Chris for a while about his article in the school paper.
2: I think that was really effective, uh, I think it was effective in two ways. I think it was effective in, in getting the game going from the beginning and moving the game quickly, and I think it was a really effective way of engaging players where we were concerned that maybe weren't being as engaged in past games.
0: So maybe the lesson learned is, if you're not seeing character development, you know, force character development at the beginning of the session, or draw, not, not instead of force, how about this, specifically draw character development out. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Specifically draw it out because maybe they can't get homework done, whatever, but specifically drawing it out works well. All right. The call to action. It's a lesson we learned you know, a couple of episodes ago where we talked about the last ETU session. You've got to have a specific call to action. Once you hook the players, let them fight, let them reel their way in, let them let them go where they need to go, but you got to hook them.
2: Yep. I have a special lesson learned from this game. Shoot. Sometimes what you think may be a crazy, rash, insane decision that's going to end horribly ends up with the optimal outcome.
0: I've got a lesson learned. Uh-oh. Once your players get used to the overall meta plot yeah. of every session, like an episode of Scooby-Doo, Yep, you got to change it up as the GM so that they can't completely short circuit it.
1: Don't be, <laughs> don't be complacent.
0: Yep. Yeah, don't be a complacent GM. And I've just been running these one-sheets. I think I'm still okay to just run the next one sheet.
1: I'll be honest with you, if our if our arc as characters at least for a while becomes, we just do that. I'm fine with it. So Brian's okay on becoming murder hobos, you know, it, it, to, <laughs> like to an extent. Not to not to take things to the extreme conclusion, but if you know it, it worked out this time, oh, it worked out the next time as well. Oh, it's really going to work! Oh no, God! You know, see that—that's yeah. the
2: thing. I think I think if we continue down this path, we have to have a comeuppance.
1: Yes, exactly. Well, of course, yeah.
0: But I love the idea. I love the idea that we're running a Monster Squad game, and Monster Squad has that moment two thirds of the way into the movie where they gear up, sharpen some stakes, and become badasses. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's a good point.
0: All right. So, uh, any 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 final lessons learned?
2: we're all coming right. for you julia we're coming for coming you, for
0: you <laughs> Julia.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right awesome thank you for listening we uh had a great session and a good episode 53 and uh keep listening to rpg lessons learned more coming at you people call them post-mortems evaluations appraisals reviews retrospectives we call them lessons learned and we're sharing ours with you